Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. So this week's story is the time meddler. But first, it's the whiskey of the week. Yeah. <laughs> this week, we are trying Andalusia. Triple it's Andalusia. D- <laughs> it's, it's not because I looked it's, up. It looks like it should be pronounced it's Andalusia. From Andalus- yeah, it's, on, it's from Andalusia, Spain. Yeah, well, it's pronounced Andalusia here, apparently. It's Andalusia. I know that it is, <laughs> but I Googled a video because I could come up with about three different ways of pronouncing it. It's like jalapenos. Yeah. Or... San Jacinto. San Jacinto or queso. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to call it Andalusia because Andalusia. Spain. Andalusia. Okay, Andalusia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very that and it is named after Andalusia Spain yes I was like mm, right this is their triple distilled Texas single malt whiskey and it's distilled and bottled in and it's same thing here um I'm hoping it's Blanco Texas probably is Blanco it could be Blanco Blanco Surely it's Blanco. It's not Blanco. Well, it's a, maybe it is Blanco because it's like a Mexican. long A, but like at least we Blanco. can have like a long A. Yeah, Blanco, Texas. Blanco, Texas. I yeah. think it is because I think Blanco. It sure. Bla- yeah. Blanco. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck. Who knows? <clears throat> anyway, What's let's that pour it. All right. Oh. And the Lucia. Let's hope. Uh, ooh. Andalusia. You know what? You could keep saying it. I'm going to say <laughs> Andalusia. <laughs> I can't get the bottle open. Let me see. Let's see. So last week, the bottle snapped my hand off. Not this last week, week. Several weeks ago. Well, last week's episode. Oh, sure. To, oh, no. This week's episode. Yeah. yeah. The one that released today. The one that but released today. Several episodes ago. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? So this week's episode, we're drinking coffee. Yes. There we go. Okay. Woo! Woo! Good noise, but too much effort. A lot. Like, way too much. Ooh, that was a good, that was a good sound. Mm Mm-hmm. I like the color. The mm-hmm. color, thank you. Looks nice. Tripper distilled. Now I kind of know what that means. Do you know what that means? I mean, I know what generally what the process yeah. is. <laughs> okay. All right. So what about? So this is from Andalusia. Blanco. 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 So this is going to be Texas Hill Country, and it's certified Texas whiskey. Yes. Is it only certified because it's from Hill Country? No, it's because it's all, that's what shows, it's one of the things that shows that it's like actually Texan. 
Because it's all like what we were learning. It's mm-hmm. all Texas grown. Okay. Or at least di- like definitely certifiably distilled here. Mm. You know, my nose hairs are still intact. I don't know if it's because I'm just liking whiskey now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or, or, is, or if it's because my nose is just shot. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've noticed that the last several have, have been very. Yeah. Okay. It's got some spice. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I took a little mini sip. I liked it. Definitely a bun. Mm-hmm. A kick in the back of my throat. It gives me that, like, two seconds later spine tingle. Mm-hmm. I can't decide if I like it, though. I like the smoky quality to it. I like it. It is smoky. I feel like I could be, like, smoking a cigar with it or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's also just like spicy on the lips. Like it definitely, it touched mm-hmm. my lip and it tingles. Mm-hmm. There's a quality to it that kind of reminds me of like scotches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was trying yeah. to put my, my, it's, it's, it tastes like it's from the old country. <laughs> yeah, it well, it's, it's from Texas. It's definitely, dist- they say it's distilled in like kind of a, in a classic Irish distilling tradition. I guess that's where the smokiness comes Maybe, from. Maybe. I don't know. The really, what the back of this bottle says is the real only difference between like Irish and Scotch traditions is that the Scotch tend to um, do double distilling while the Irish do a triple. So it just takes out more of the particulates through the distillation process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just makes it like a clearer, cleaner Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, but there's definitely something about it that's... I'm intrigued. Yeah. I go back for more. I would like to try this one with kind of that whole thing where I realized when we did even just the recap last season and the tasting this past weekend <clears throat> is that I do a lot better with tasting when I'm able to do it like back to back with something else. Mm-hmm. So this is one that I would love to trying a lineup which conveniently is going to be next week yeah. yeah yeah so so i would definitely like to try this where i have other things to like compare it with because that's when like my brain can understand the palate better mm-hmm. is what i'm realizing mm-hmm. but as a standalone i really like it yeah i i'm trying to f- figure out the rating because it's not a favorite favorite. Right. right. But I also don't hate it. Yeah. I think for me this is going to be rated up. I'm going to give this one an 8, I want to say. That's nail on the head what I was thinking. Like it is spicy. Yeah. My nose hairs are intact mm-hmm. uh, intact. I can sip on it. The sipability mm-hmm. quality is phenomenal, but I'm still reminded that I'm I have whiskey yeah. in my mouth. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a seasoned chicken. Yeah. This is... God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's below a boiled chicken? Is that like raw chicken? You can't Unseasoned eat... Unseasoned chicken. Unseasoned... Oh, those... You know, like we were talking about the other day where I, I, I saw someone 
uh, like a like a screenshot of a post that someone put about like I can't believe I've never tried chicken this way like sashimi chicken yeah bitch salmonella yeah that's yeah. why you never have it that way so I guess that'd raw be chicken. worse yeah than raw chicken boiled chicken yeah fucking salmonella salmon <laughs> just skip raw yeah. chicken just salmonella yes yes but this is not salmonella this no. isn't even boiled chicken no this is this is one of the few ones that. I feel like I would like to specifically try out cocktails with. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Oh, yes. You know, I feel like that spice could work really well with. Maybe in a Manhattan. Yeah. With like other components. This one makes me, this is one of those where like on my theoretical bar cart, right? Uh-huh. It, this one would be if you wanted a cocktail. Mm-hmm. I would probably pull this one out first because it's got like a fun. Dare I say like nutmeggy, like I don't know. It see it this makes me want to curl up by the fireplace and wish that it was our fireplace with an actual fireplace. It's got like a, a Christmassy It does. Very fall. Very yes. winter esque yes. holiday season ish. Yeah. Like definitely could pull this out at parties. Absolutely. And it will, and it will taste Ooh. I would put this with eggnog. Mix it with eggnog. Ooh, some eggnog would be good. Yeah, if you come over to my house, the eggnog spiked. It might be with Andalusia. Yeah. You know what I feel like I want? I want one of those like black cherries. Mm. I'm allergic to cherries. It might kill me. Yeah. (laughs) It might kill me. But yeah, solid eight, I think. Yeah, eight. Not even I think I know. Yeah. It's. Yeah, this to me, this is like a. All right, Andalusia, I'll call you your name. Yeah. <laughs> call me by my name. Yeah. Look at me well. <laughs> Look at me well. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to use that in real All right, so eights all around. Eights all around. Let's... Uh, chin chin. Yay, cheers. So uh, let's fill up and talk about Dr. Who. Yeah. I'm actually pretty excited to talk about this episode. So this week, we're discussing The Time Meddler. It ran from the 3rd of July to the 24th of July of 1965. Uh, So this is a pretty small window for anything really to Mm -hmm. have happened. Mm -hmm. So kind of two big things. Lyndon B. Johnson authorizes the first U.S. ground forces in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So we're really starting to get the, whereas we have been in Vietnam, we are now getting the, we are officially... Mm-hmm. officially good old, good old lbj yeah 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 and in a better news cycle the uk bans tv advertising for cigarettes hmm. so you can't have cigarettes cigarette ads on tv that's pretty crazy yeah that's real i was really surprised it seems really early that yeah because I, I feel like america we still had uh smoking and non-smoking sections in restaurants up until like Oh, I remember camel ads on TV in the 90s mm-hmm. with the cool camel guy. Yeah. Well, uh, now, well, good for them. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. But that's really it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some music on the radio. Uh, so this story was written by Dennis Spooner and directed by Douglas Camfield. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. either of those names mean anything to you? 
Well, Spooner, I feel like he's been a writer before, but I don't remember what mm. uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he did The Reign of Terror. There we go. I, this it's, this was a pseudo-historical, too. Yeah, so he did The Reign of Terror and The Romans. Okay. Okay. One bad, one good. Yeah. That's his tally so far. One neat and one not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this one, I was actually surprised that it turned out to be a historical. I wasn't... Mm. Yeah. He's also been the script editor since mm-hmm. The Rescue. So for almost all of this season, he's been the uh, script editor and is kind of one of the people that was definitely had their hands in the decision to make everything a little bit more comical, mm-hmm. which I think he really saw given mm-hmm. that his mm-hmm. his episode in the middle of this arc was The Romans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Douglas Camfield directed one episode in the story of the planet of giants and he also directed the crusade okay which is the one we don't really remember yeah well at least this one was more memorable yes this one i definitely i think is more memorable uh so that kind of leads us into um your first impressions you kind of thought it was memorable yeah i i think out of all of the episodes so far, uh, this this was the first one that actually captivated my attention the entire time. Ooh, yeah. Um, I enjoyed seeing kind of the other side of the universe that the Doctor belongs to. Yeah, because his universe got like merged into ours here, and I, you know, I found a new person to hate, which is. <laughs> Ian's replacement. (laughs) (laughs) He really just annoyed me. I am not surprised. With that fucking panda. You and your panda should have just stayed (laughs) back where you were. Leave her in the Gobi Desert with Susan. Yeah. 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 I could have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's -hmm. not my favorite. I mean, towards the end of it, I was less annoyed with him. Sure. But at the beginning, I was just like. Yeah, that won't get picked up by the mic, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I so I like this episode. Mm-hmm. I can a hundred percent understand why you don't like Steven. Mm-hmm. Um, I like his care. I think he's at least he's also at least he's like proper funny mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of Ian's attempted funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like. Uh, Stephen and Vicky, like, I, it just kind of brought a different kind of, like, playfulness into the gang. Mm-hmm. And, but I can also see where he is, he is a very dude's dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I definitely have notes on where I, I, I didn't necessarily like the dude's dude. Because mm-hmm. we were finally starting to get rid of some of that with Ian. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. Barbara had him whipped. Mm-hmm. And so now we just have to find someone to whip Steven into shape. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It'll, you know, surely it'll happen. Yeah. I mean, I hope or, so. You know, it, or, you yeah. know. Or he'll just get shitty ratings the entire time. Yeah. Just twos across the board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So br- a brief synopsis of the Time Meddler, just in case you didn't watch it ahead of time. The brand new TARDIS gang lands on the beach in England just before 1066's version of Celebrity Deathmatch was about to begin. 
one Viking attack and a new time traveler later, and the Doctor Who episode type of the pseudo-historical popped into existence. Yep. Basically. Yeah. So one of the big things about this story is that we've had future episodes. We've had historicals Mm -hmm. where we go back. We're in a moment. We watch the moment happen. The Doctor and some other character complain regarding their views on should we change history Mm -hmm. and the episode ends right Mm -hmm. this is the first one where we pop into history but we also have some spacey time ish thing happening Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. also affects the world around us Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so these get branded as pseudo historicals Mm, okay. Yeah. Because it's not a true historical because our other antagonist is a time traveler. Yeah. So these are always these are some of my fun my favorite types. Mm-hmm. Because it appeals to the nerd. Yeah. Right. So um let's go ahead and just get into it then. Yeah. Because it should be a lot of fun to talk about. And let's get into the TARDIS points. Let's do it. Hey, Jen. We did it last time. I know what the thing is. Oh, yeah? Do we? <laughs> yes. Terrifically arbitrary rankings determined with intoxicated seriousness. That's so great. I'm, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I got it. Do you know what TARDIS stands for? Oh, I said it here. She did. Um, I know. <laughs> time and... Relative inter something space dimensions in space. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah same thing. Inter dimensions. Inter something whatever. with space. Yeah, yeah. I was real. I thought it was really funny that we got to the episode where we said it for the. You know, it's only yeah. like the second time it's been really said. I don't know if Vicky really got told on mm. screen. Yeah, no. I think one of the first times was one of the first episodes. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so that was really that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do we feel about the Doctor in ten sixty six? You know, I I enjoyed this Doctor. This Doctor yeah. was very comical. I think it was all the best parts of the Doctor were yeah. reflected in this episode, um, especially highlighted against the you know his antagonist, which is the. The monk, right? yeah, aka future time traveler, other time traveler, yeah, right. And it was interesting to see and like and dis- and 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 get to learn about their their different perspectives mm-hmm. on history and time travel, yeah. Um, both with the intention and I, and I guess I'll talk more about this when we talk about um, who I think the villain is but both with the intention of a good intention both with a good intention but um, it doesn't I don't know out. about that I don't think the monk necessarily has good intentions I mean I think he wanted to he he wanted to change history in at least the way that I I perceived it was a way to not cause I think the extensive suffering that 
this particular like historical incident. I don't know if he's that self-serving because he like because all of his other crimes had to do with like personal gain or personal wealth or because he was bored. Yeah. So I would say more it was just him fucking with time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of felt like in in one of the interactions he had with the doctor, I felt like okay, so you're doing this for a purpose, but it doesn't necessarily. You're also bending your experience within the experiences of others because you're imposing yourself in this moment. I also think that any bullshit he gave about him trying to do it for anything other than he was bored, he wanted to meet the Kings was trying to get out. Like he's just like a trying to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't have any, I, I should note. I love the monk mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite mm-hmm. entities to come out of classic who mm-hmm. um and so i love like a wily little bad guy but and this i guess is getting into bad guy yeah. debating but or i think it was all just selfish you know comic mm-hmm. book level bad guy kind of stuff yeah yeah i guess from seeing him like next to the doctor and two time travelers kind of gave me a comparison mm-hmm. um and Our doctor is uh, the better person, (laughs) but also... um, Say it louder one more time. The better person in in terms of, in relation to this guy. Not saying he's a good person, generally, just Okay, okay. No. I I don't like the doctor fully yet. I'm not. He doesn't get a pass. I'm always going (laughs) to, I'm always just going to push to see if we... He doesn't get a pass. I liked him this episode. Sure. Um... So the doctor, this episode, I want to give him, I'm going to say I'll give him an eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed him this episode. Wow. That yeah. is really impressive. Mm-hmm. I guess because I also hated everyone else more. But sure. uh, I, I really I really enjoyed that this episode really, it was a good finale in terms of just like bringing it all for, full circle with the doctor's. Definitely. With the doctor's attitude and just like the way that he sees the world. And even mm-hmm. his like little reflective moment at the beginning with when he talks about, you know, Barbara and Ian Aww. and like talks about how he misses them, but also like he always knew mm-hmm. they were never in this, yeah, to be in this forever. Yeah. Right. Which I think also sets the stage for the future companions mm-hmm. and how like it's not, I, I mean, duh, we know because it's been on for years, but people are going to change mm-hmm. out of it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm really interested to see how the transition into the next doctor is played. Yeah. Especially because we get, we do get a peek into, he's not the only one that has a TARDIS and he's not the only one that can travel. So are all time travelers from his planet or... because we can already say no because the Daleks can time travel at this point. But I mean, specifically with the TARDIS. Oh, with with the TARDIS. With a machine like the TARDIS. Okay. And that's why I'm thinking, is it one of those things like time travelers with the TARDIS are from this planet, but not all people from this planet have TARDIS. So I'm trying to figure sure. out which combination yeah. it is. Well, yeah, like this is the first time. So basically now we have the Doctor, Susan, and the Monk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who are of this group of people mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. have access to a TARDIS mm-hmm. and can time travel. But as far as really as like comparisons go between them, that's a 
much commonality. Mm-hmm. There seemed to be a um, understanding of similar rules of time between the monk and the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like they talked to each other like they're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I liked that there wasn't the like baby stepping of yeah. the monk and the doctor know the same information. You know, it was yeah. just a conversation where they clearly understood what each other was talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked the doctor this episode. Mm-hmm. I uh, I liked all of his like character tropes that he did in this um, from fishing for compliments mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, you're not the only one that has a brand new white devil to pick on. So too does the yeah. doctor. <laughs> and shitting on yeah. Steven yeah. is going to, you know, is hopefully going to be his new pastime because it was funny. <laughs> and it turned into like a little triumvirate of like people shitting on each other because Vicky's over here cracking old jokes. You know, the doctor's making dumb jokes. Steven's over here with like kind of his finger up his butt. Like, looking for his panda yeah so i i really liked that he's able to still continue with this character growth we've seen since vicky where these this brand new energy let's just let's just keep fucking around mm-hmm. you know he can clearly take care of himself you know he's an adult not from the super distant past mm-hmm. he can fly a rocket ship so mm-hmm. you know let him he's more advanced than than uh Helmet head and the white devil in right. terms of So we have no modern mm-hmm. companions. Oh yeah, no. Because Vicky's also from the future mm-hmm. and Steven is from the distant future. And the doctor. Who knows? But we have no modern Earth companions, which may be one of the reasons that this kind this episode felt so different is because Barbara and Ian always solidified the context into nineteen sixties and the viewership had a hard 1960s lens, but now it doesn't have to have that because we don't have any modern companions. So it lets everyone be a little bit weirder. And I thought the doctor did that really well. I also like how they, the tool they gave him for punishing the monk at the end was to trap him in 66 Mm -hmm. by just removing a component of the TARDIS to show that, you know, the doctor, we can't get our TARDIS to work for beans, right? Steven points that out the whole episode. What do you mean this doesn't work? What do you mean this doesn't work? Mm -hmm. Oh, you mean this doesn't work too? Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Great ship you've got there. Right. But the doctor spends 10 minutes fiddling and knows exactly what parts take out of the monk's TARDIS so that it's still functioning. It's just not bigger on the inside anymore. So we can't get in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he messed with the dimensions or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, like the dimensional core. Yeah, or some shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's like my favorite thing. Like a giant yeah. uh, extension yeah. cord. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they like roll a couple of dice and like word association. Pit, pit, number six from the first column, number four from the second column. That's, dimensional core. That's how they do it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I give this doctor, I'm giving him like an 8.3. A little bit higher because I like this character. I like where it's going, but I still didn't feel like th- this one. This story was weird because I didn't feel like the gang was our necessarily our problem solver. They were just like a group of witnesses mm-hmm. that kind of got in the way and like definitely helped. But you know the villagers and like every there were mm-hmm. so many other components to it that was the plot wrap up. Yeah, and I always like it when you know at least one of our characters has a greater hand in the adventure. Mm-hmm. And this was a little bit 
we're just kind of experiencing the world around us, which isn't bad because I love a good 1066 story, Mm -hmm. but he would have gotten higher if he had like done more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a four part story. One of them, he was on vacation again. Yeah. So that's why he was locked in a cell. Yeah. You know, so good on you, doctor. An eight and eight and an eight point three, which brings us to Vicky. Vicky. She continues to be my favorite. I really don't understand the folks, men, (laughs) who don't like her. Yeah. You don't like strong women. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like she. Wait, hold on. Who the fuck is Ben? No, I said like men. Men. Oh, I was like, who the fuck is Ben? Who we? I don't know. Ben is. I don't (laughs) either. There is a Ben, but somewhere. (laughs) Sorry, Ben. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't mean to call you out there. Ben, wherever you are. (laughs) This is not addressed to you. This is not addressed to you. All Bens in the world. (laughs) Uh, No, I said uh, men, men. So I really felt that Vicky really just, I I liked how she handled Steven. Oh, handled. Because he came in with his misogynistic fucking little attitude like bitch you just got here you stupid ass went into a fucking fire for your goddamn stuffed panda and you just so happened to you know find your way into this TARDIS and you know whatever Mm -hmm. but like you just got here you need to take all the fucking seats a stadium stadium of of seats and just listen yeah because you're not the boss here you're not in charge here obviously Vicky is yeah yeah, because yeah, she, she runs that ship. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She runs that ship. So I enjoyed her. Yeah. I particularly enjoyed the handling of Steven. I also, she was just like a fun character. I mean, she always so brings fun. like a little bit of of light, like yeah, a little sprint of light. What I didn't like, which I don't know if it's going to happen, but also just, I felt like the way that she interacted with Steven like a little bit towards the end was almost kind of like hinting at like, oh, they're liking each other more. Oh, sure. Uh, maybe in a more like romantic sense, mm. which pisses me off because I'm like, can a female character companion just be a female character companion and not have to have this like cheap love interest? No. Apparently not, but I'm just, I'm still just like, perturbed about it because yeah. it's you know but even but it kind of brings back into that conversation that's been kind of coming up over the past several episodes that the relationship between doc the doctor and vicky is also not from a from watching it is not a hundred percent platonic mm-hmm. you know there is something weird about yeah. The relationship with the doctor and Vicky that is slightly uncomfortable in that same kind of sense mm-hmm. where like, can she just live? Mm-hmm. Like if you're trying to have this like grandfather-esque figure, yeah. that's fine. But clearly you're not because from the, from the moment that she joined the ga- the group and from the moment that Susan left, it, it's been a different doctor doctor yeah you know so that that's the one part that i am i am definitely annoyed with in terms of what they're doing with vicky's character yeah. because she alone is just a strong fierce teen amazing you know yeah. who who puts these men in her in their place yeah um and goes about her day and is doing what she does so that that, that that's like my one critique but that's not that's not anything that she herself like 
the character necessarily mm-hmm. can control because mm-hmm. that's the writer issue. Um, and it just sheds light to the perspective. It's the that whole the- idea that mm-hmm. you, if we have a strong female character, we need to have her also tied down by like having a man. We need to make her more realistic. Corral her to exactly. corral her so that it's exactly. Yeah. We can't have an independent woman. She can be independent, but she has to have a man to. She be can able be to free spirited, yeah. but she can't be independent. Right. She can be independent, but she can't have a mind of her own. Like it's right. that whole, like a dude's got to be sent there somewhere to keep her in line. Right. Right. But I love that in the middle of all this, you have a character that that's, that's that strong willed and they keep making her that way. It's, you know, I'd almost rather her have some like flirtationship over on the side than for her, them to do what they did to Barbara's character all the time, which was to do these wild episodes of independence and then, bring her back down to earth by like saddling her with Susan for a whole episode where she couldn't do anything or like Mm -hmm. become so besotted by somebody that she couldn't function where if we are getting a flirtationship between Vicky and Steven, she's still like, Hey, shut up. Mm -hmm. We got to find the fucking TARDIS. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll flirt later. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. we'll flirt right now, but we still, we got to, we got to find the TARDIS. We got a job to do. We're out. Double time it. That fucking tide is coming. Okay. (laughs) We can do two things at once. Walk and talk. Walk and talk, baby. Yeah. So I, I really still love that energy. She's still, she's still the funniest character. Mm. She's always coming out of left field with snark or sass Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. like, just like a hint of friendly violence yeah you know and 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 i really i love her a lot oh she's great yeah uh so did you rank her no um but i'm gonna give her an 8.4 mm-hmm. and i don't give her the 0.5 just because i'm annoyed with the flirt the flirting sure <laughs> um again that's nothing that she can control but it's also not like yeah i'm giving her the the 8.5 mm-hmm. because i liked her a lot but it's again where she like hung out a lot mm-hmm. and was like solving problems and everything but it was really the whole thing is like her and steven's storyline where it's, let's look for the doctor mm-hmm. not let's solve this issue mm-hmm. and so i just like a little bit more of a you know, if she's gonna get high points, she's gotta do more she gotta do more in the episode. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to the new companion. Ugh, major eye roll. Well, I just would like to pat myself on the back real quick. We're gonna give Diana accolades. Are you ready? So what? Um, because I knew he was gonna be a companion last episode. Uh-huh. And I knew that last episode was technically his introduction episode. And so I got you to score him anyway. Oh lord. <laughs> and you didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> very smart (laughs) accolades to diana now for his first full episode Mm -hmm. let's talk about steven yeah i hate his guts (laughs) just immediately yeah i fucking hate him anything redeemable i hate his panda i hate him i hate the way that he came into the show i (laughs) i just don't like him there are some parts that were funny but within the first couple minutes with his attitude, I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm not here for it. Sure. Mm-mm. I get that. I really like the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he does a great job with it. Like, a whole lot of it for me is watching the actor have fun with the character. Mm-hmm. Because it is a goofy dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, 
likes to tell Vicky to stop talking, mm-hmm. which I would that and that kind of stuff. It'll be interesting watching this time because that kind of stuff won't, I don't think will fly for me as well as it did the last time I watched mm-hmm. these stories because a lot of my notes this time were definitely, um, Steven being a punk, but also I, I did appreciate. So some of the like things that I appreciate out of his character, I thought they gave him the, I'm not going to believe it till I see it line better than they had given it to Ian mm-hmm. where, he was not in denial when he was shown evidence. Mm-hmm. You know, when the watch came up, he said, yeah, but like we all, all I've ever really seen is a forest mm-hmm. and a watch. Like you can't tell me this is 1066 with the watch. You, you know, mm-hmm. so I really liked his um, pattern of logic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by the end he was like, okay, like I'm here with you and, uh, you know, I'll, go along with this idea, you know? And so I did like that. And, and, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So all I really have is his logic right now. Sorry. <laughs> I thought I was going to have more than that, but. Oh yeah. When he called her a clever girl, I got real mad. Mm-hmm. That was pretty, pretty bad. I did enjoy the fact that his first appearance on screen was to pass out. Yeah. 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 And I think this says a lot for the character that they're basically trying to subvert the macho Ian character by having the guy pass out the second he shows up on the screen. Mm -hmm. So I would hope that we're going to see a different type of white devil. We shall see. So what do you give... Our friend Steven. A two. A two. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite. I'm going to go ahead and give him... I'm going to give him a six. I didn't hate him as much as you do, but I think a lot of it for me is that I do enjoy the comedy of his character and like the relationship with Vicky where it... Bar the flirting. Mm-hmm. The levity that their two characters could do together um and then i also really liked that he's going to be a punching bag for the doctor Mm -hmm. so i appreciate what his character's doing for our gang Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. and i like that he's not modern i like that he's from a different time so i think that it's something that the writers can really play with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so for yeah i'll give him i'll give him a six i'll give him a six which brings us to a conversation we've already kind of started mm-hmm. with the doctor, because mm-hmm. I do think that they're kind of inexorable. Um, who do we think the bad guy is this episode? I mean, this one I think is just pretty obvious. It's the other time traveler. Yeah. It's not like I, they really set him up yeah. to be the antithesis, the doctor's antithesis. Yeah. Um, it was really obvious. I mean, as much as I hate Steven, I can't say that he did things that were beyond just being a sexist piece of shit. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to be in the same room with you, but you didn't. But you didn't do like anything. try to fuck over society, right. right? You weren't like, you know, trying to be a savior. Yeah. You weren't, you know, trying to kill anyone or get yeah. anyone killed or doing something stupid. No, nah, he was just trying to live for the most part. Yeah, which, I mean, after escaping a fire because your dumbass wanted to go get your panda, I, I mean, I, sure. would, I would think he would want yeah. to live. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But one of the more themes that have been that have been coming up more recently, I think, in in the past couple episodes, is mm-hmm. that the the villains have become more straightforward. But that may be because our characters aren't as problematic as they used to be. Sure. Because I think in the past, the writers maybe thought that the villains were straightforward. However, mm-hmm. our our characters were doing some shady shit. But in this one, yeah, it was more obviously the monk. Although I didn't, I don't know. I kind of thought that what he was saying, like maybe had some merit to it that he was like trying to, to, I don't know, do something to change history in a way that was less shitty. But sure. there, there is that. And, and what we saw is just the temptation of greed that comes mm-hmm. with the ability to time travel, to have some sort of, uh, right. to know what's coming and to play your hand at it, which I didn't necessarily appreciate, but, uh, yeah, all in all, um, I did, I did like the monk in, in terms of just like, he was a nice, he was a cool villain, I guess. Yeah. Cause, uh, he, I liked him more because he was informative. Right. And because he, he served a dual purpose mm-hmm. was as to like, uh, illuminate us into the universe mm-hmm. that is Doctor Who mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, what who the players are and who has this ability. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm very curious to see, you know, who else we encounter that has yeah. a TARDIS um, and what, if any, similarities to the Doctor exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, out of these two guys, who's our weirdo, actually? Yeah. And also, with their thought process on time. Yeah, and also uh, the having a younger time traveler like the monk, and him saying things like "Oh, I'm getting too old for this," also discarded the possibility of the doctor just being like this, just like old being that's just an old being. Mm-hmm. But he's aged. Like mm-hmm. he he at one point was a younger person, yeah. individual entity whatever he considers himself right so that that took away that question of yeah. like is this just like this immortal right <laughs> like just creature eternal being yeah. yeah and 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 that's not the case yeah because i also wanted to see if that were the case how the other doctors would play out mm-hmm. into it so um some questions are starting to get solved which i'm i'm interested to see what the next season sheds lights on yeah so in terms of my ranking for this villain I mean, he's the villain to me because he's just obviously the the antithesis. Yeah. But not I wouldn't say he's necessarily a good villain or someone I would characterize as like super, super sure. villainous. Sure. You know. Mm, so as a villain, I would give him probably a four in in the sense of just like malice. Sure. I love the monk. This is my I I like a good scary bad guy, mm-hmm. um, but I also really love uh, like you know a Rocky and Bullwinkle style bad guy or like the mm-hmm. Powerpuff Girls. Like, give me some Mojo Jojo any day of the week, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'll still be happy. Like, and he really gives me that like Mojo Jojo type oh definitely vibe where mm-hmm. he's got some like evil schemes up his sleeve. And if he's successful with his evil schemes, like, it would be bad. But am I really worried he's going to be successful? Mm -hmm. 
no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just interested to see how we're going to stop him because like mm-hmm. clearly that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those where I'm not afraid of him, but I'm interested to see how he's going to go down. Meanwhile, he's, he might be our first, instead of like a physical threat bad guy, he was kind of more of an intellectual, like the whole time it was the problem of how do we treat time? Does he have the right to do this mm-hmm. when what he was essentially doing was, I mean, he was going to kill a lot of people, but he was going to nuke the Viking invasion force that, I don't know how much you know about 1066. Mm-mm. Okay. So this is 1066, one of those years that like everything changed. Mm-hmm. You have in a very simplified version, right? Mm-hmm. You have the English mm-hmm. and they have a King Harold. Mm-hmm. You have the Vikings, mm-hmm. which are is really a class of people, not mm-hmm. a group mm-hmm. of race. So you have the Vikings that are coming over from Versus Norway. Saxons. So the Saxons are in England, right? Mm-hmm. So we're the mm-hmm. Anglo-Saxons. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Norwegians over here sending their Vikings over to mm-hmm. invade. Mm-hmm. Confusingly enough, also representing a dude named King Harold. Mm-hmm. So you have the English King Harold, the Norwegian King Harold, and then you have Norman, the Normans down here mm-hmm. with William the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. English King Harold goes up to fight Norwegian King Harold, technically like wins, but it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Does a power ride down to the other, co- the s- southern coast to fight William the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. And because they had just barely like won with the Vikings and then did this huge power ride down for four days without sleep, like barely eating, barely sleeping, whatever, to fight the Normans. That the Normans went well. Right. <laughs> it went exactly how you thought it did, and English history was born. Right. Basically, anything you know about English history is post-Norm, the Norman invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Most of England today, a lot of it, London outwards, is going to be a lot of like Norman influence. It's why French was spoken at the courts for so long. Mm. Heavily, heavily Norman. Basically, your country folks were the Anglo-Saxons, the mm. poor, because they didn't win, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a really big... So 1066 is kind of the founding date for like the modern idea of English history for the most part, mm-hmm. which is not, you know, eh, whatever. We can get into a yeah. historical debate at another time. <laughs> um, so, you know, he was going to nuke the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So that the English would have a chance to defeat the Normans mm-hmm. and be English forever, mm-hmm. you know, Anglo-Saxons forever. Mm-hmm. And so it's all this debate on like whether you think that's okay or not. Mm-hmm. And w- in one way, what you say it's okay, so he's going to go nuke all these people, which isn't like a great option. Mm-hmm. But the other way, you know about the slaughter that's also going to happen. Mm-hmm. So people are going to die. People are lots. Lots and lots of people are going to die a really, really brutal, horrific death, mm-hmm. which is the better way, you know? So it's, how do you moralistically make that call? And that's the crux of the doctor and the monk. It's like uh, that game with the train. Yeah. Uh-huh. Trial by trolley? Trial by yeah, trolley? something like that. Yeah. Where it's like you make the decision, like the moral decision. Yeah. Is it worth it's, well, it's Do I kill baby Hitler? Yeah. Well, it's it's a it's a psychological thought process, you know, a thought experiment. Do you do you kill baby Hitler or do you kill 10 children with leprosy who are going to go then and spread it to to have this worldwide pandemic? Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, who, what <laughs> route do you go when both are, I mean, you kill baby Hitler is what you do yeah. there. That's you kill baby Hitler. We can solve leprosy. We <laughs> clearly can't solve nationalistic racism. Clearly. Um, <laughs> that's, that's our, it's our problem in a nutshell. So I really like this bad guy. I like the fact that he brings in a debate instead of a, well, clearly you can't shoot these four people. It's, what do you mean I can't do things in time? You know, it's how do you view time? How do we decide who and who can't do things? Because that's been the doctor's thing for like the past two seasons is telling Barbara what she can and cannot do to mess up mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And at what point, you know, we had no problem saying the Daleks can't invade London, but Barbara can't impose her own views on the Aztecs. Whether it's right or wrong in any on either direction, the doctor has made pretty major calls in how you can involve yourself in a timeline. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to be very consistent. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have somebody kind of calling him on a shit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if we're going to leave him in 1066. Mm-hmm. So he's funny. He's smart. He challenges the doctor in ways that I think is good for him. So the monk gets an eight from me. Because he's a good bad guy. He's a, he's a useful bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's like good for the story, even mm-hmm. if he's not like the scariest. And he technically would be scary because he knows a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now that he's trapped in 1066, you know, he can't time travel, but he can still fuck some shit up. Yeah. You know, he's got an iron skillet where he, you know, he's got. I mean, I think he's going to get murdered before he does anything. I mean, maybe he's a dude. You never know. I don't know. I mean, the fact that the villagers think that he's a Viking spy. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> and yeah. then and then they're going to see him probably, with all his, like, yeah. modern tools, which... Yeah, that's true. He should probably skedaddle down south. Burn him at the south. stakes. Yeah, he probably needs to get out of Northumbria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I don't think he's going to let... That's why when the doctor was like, yeah, I'm going to... I'll come back and release you. I was like, what are you going to release? Bones? Because yeah. this man's a dead man. I he barely that. escaped no, with his my, life. My favorite is he keeps promising like, oh, well, I'll come back. I'll come back. No, you Bitch, can't. How? You don't even know how to fucking drive your Bitch, own car. right? Yeah. <laughs> I would have, you see, if I would have been, what I was thinking, yes. where I was thinking this was going is the TARDIS, the police phone, phone booth was gone. <gasps> Swallowed by the sea. The sea. And then we were going to, this crew was going to jump in this new TARDIS. And this TARDIS would just take on the the representation of the police box. Yeah, but this time we established the fact that the, tar- that the doctor's TARDIS is broken, and that's why it looks like a police box. Mm-hmm. That yeah. we have verbal confirmation that absolutely the doctor has no fucking clue where he goes each time. <laughs> yeah. Vicky's, yeah. Steven's like, what do you mean? And Vicky's like, yeah, that's what I mean. And he's like, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. And and so one of one of the props that will I'm not going to change your score for it, but uh, that I gave Stephen was he accepted temporal exile mm-hmm. very well. He was like, oh, I mean, he almost killed himself. That's true. So I feel like he's temporal not- exile is nothing compared to <laughs> yeah self harm. I'm on the board. A, yeah, for a high I'm on it for a panda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not even a real one. <laughs> Let me just say that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And there's like a time, yeah, okay. So how do we feel about the story as a whole? I, I Like I said at the beginning, this was 
this is potentially the only story thus far that I have actually enjoyed and been awake through yeah. and actually been like entertained yeah. by it. Uh, I really like the story. Um, it started solving and putting together a lot of pieces mm-hmm. and a lot answering a lot of questions that I had. So I think that this is now opening a new trajectory and a new segue, which I think I'm going to start liking Doctor Who. <gasps> I, I can't promise that, but like it's heading in a direction where things are starting to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the 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 way the team is gelling minus Steven's ass uh, is good. <laughs> you know, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah. And I, and I also hope that Steven gets left in the next place. So. I love it. <laughs> I was actually excited just to have a Vicky and Doctor Who episode. Sure. Yeah. Um, but no. No, that's not what's on the cards. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of agree with you. This is a story that for the first time, I feel like the writers and everyone on, on Team Who basically said, Let's do like a world building episode. Let's do something that puts everything into for this last episode of the series. Let's start putting stuff in context and making it so because they've more or less been one shot serials, right? Mm-hmm. Where yeah, we're so drinking. Good bottle, you know, Andalusia. Andalusia. I'm not gonna call you Andalusia anymore. You have my respect today. <laughs> maybe the difference in saying it like andalusia comes from the fact that if you turn it into an adjective you're andalusian oh and in spanish that'd be like andalusianos yeah because you have in southern spain it would be andalusia mm-hmm. but you put the lisp on the s for northern andalusia. spain andalusia andalusianos Stop it. Stop. <laughs> appreciating someone else's language. Technically, it's mine. I mean, same. <laughs> same, girl, same. And they're still Europeans, so. They... <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of arguments to be made that they're far, <laughs> that they are the Europeans. Oh, when no, it comes sure. to colonialism. The, the, yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, European. Yeah, yeah. They're the guys. It's them, the English, and the French. Yeah. Are all and the, like it, in and, the same. and it's crazy sometimes to think about the fact that the English kind of get the, the bad guy, re- the brunt of the force, because mm-hmm. the Spanish go out and like fuck shit up. Spanish and Portugal. Mm-hmm. Spain and Portugal. Mm-hmm. And the English are like, oh, well, you forgot like this triangle. Like, I guess I'll take this. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, I managed to get to this little shitty piece of land first. Like, oh my God, let me take this. And so they took like a lot of the stuff that like Spain wasn't paying attention to and then eventually kicked Spain's ass. Mm-hmm. 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 But Spain started it. Yeah. Still want to go visit. Spain is really pretty. Still I want really to go loved. visit. But. I went to Mallorca, um, mm. and it was gorgeous. Mm. But it, that's like saying I went to Texas, but you only went to—I don't want to say Galveston. 
Uh, you went to Texas, but you went to San Antonio. But or you I went only to went to, or like I only went El to Paso. the Riverwalk. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's it's a beautiful, like hyper representation mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. San Antonio. Mm-hmm. But it's not the whole like, you know, you're, mm-hmm. Mallorca is a party island. Mm. Ibiza? It's essentially Ibiza. It's like, uh, like. Chief. Ibiza Junior. Yeah. Like, I don't have enough money to go to Ibiza, so I go to Mallorca. Ibiza. 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 Yeah, but Mallorca was dope. Um, But anyway, so story. I liked that we did this world building. I thought it was really nice to to establish some of the rules of the TARDIS, um, to start having the debate on what we can and cannot do in time. Do we respect the timeline? You know, one of the big things in science fiction that you kind of have to parse out anytime you get started in a new time travel-y aspect of a show or a story is how does their time travel work? You know, Stephen and Vicky had that really great uh, conversation of like, so if we stop this now, do our brains just change? Do mm-hmm. do we know we've changed something? Does everybody in the does the history do the history books just change? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if we go back to our own time, are they going to think that you know William the Conqueror wasn't successful, but mm-hmm. we'll always remember him being successful? Mm-hmm. So those kinds of things were um, interesting to start getting in this show because if we're going to be time travelers, that kind of shit's important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we also got a beautiful role by our lady cave woman. Yeah. Yeah. Her. She was back. Yeah. She was back in almost the exact same role. Just <sighs> with 10,000 e- years difference. Terrible wig. Terrible wig. Same wig. Probably same way. Yeah. Same wig. It, it, it looked. Yeah. They still... They washed the mud out of it and said, look, your name's already in this one. Why don't you wear it again? Or maybe she kept it as a souvenir <laughs> and they're like, you know, remember that wig you kept? Bring it on over. Yeah, We're going to yeah, repurpose yeah. it. We still, we're still on a budget, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good seeing her, you know, more verbal. Yeah. <laughs> I like to like headcanon that it's actually, she's a time traveler too. And she she got to watch the doctor on his first adventure and now watching him again and being like, wow, Mm -hmm. bitch has grown up. Right. He's not trying to brain my lover with a rock. Oh my God. Uh, I, this one, I liked the story. It was a fun little historical romp without it being preachy historical. Mm -hmm. And, and I almost want to compare it to the reign of terror because that one was a preachy historical where you were expected. But one of our critiques about it was there was too much that we were expected to know going into it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you had no fucking clue what happened in 1066 mm-hmm. and still enjoyed the story. And I have uh, a real love of that time period. And I also enjoyed the story. Mm-hmm. I think shows that it's a good all rounder mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. I pick, probably picked up stuff on it where I was like, ah, mm-hmm. it's a joke about Harold. It's, it's funny. And it, you know, even if it went over your head, you mm-hmm. know, there were still the bits that were entertaining enough yeah. that it held you all the way through. All the way through. You didn't sleep once. No? So what kind of score do you give the first story to not make you sleep? I'm going to give it an eight. Because it was at the, like, level of enjoyable. Mm-hmm. 
not a nine or a 10 necessarily because I wasn't like, oh my God. But I like that I was, I'm starting to have some of my questions answered. Yeah, I gave it a nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's one of those that if I were to be asked just like generally outside of doing a project like this, like what are some of your favorite episodes? Mm-hmm. The Time Meddler has always been one of my favorite stories mm-hmm. um, where it's just, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting. You know, we get to, it's completely different than anything we've gotten so far mm-hmm. while being seeming like feeling like it's the next logical step in the story. Mm-hmm. It still feels wildly unique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and maybe that is because we finally have gotten rid of everything that tied us down to the pilot and we're finally starting to turn into settle into what is this show going to be, which mm-hmm. was completely different from what they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so since we've shed all of that, maybe we're starting to be able to get into this action adventure story that's less preachy teaching mm-hmm. and more the historical aspects of it are almost like Easter eggs mm-hmm. throughout it, which I think is is really nice and really fun. So mm-hmm. yeah, I give it a nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But none of that truly matters. Because the only thing in life that matters is was the story neat or not? Neat. Neat. Yeah. Neat. Definitely neat. Definitely neat. I 100%. loved it as much as I'm liking this whiskey. Yeah, this is a good. This is a good whiskey. This is a really good whiskey. It's a good whiskey. What's the proof on this? I, that's something we did not say. Fifty percent, which is awesome because yeah. it's not like fucking killing me. Age for two years, minimum. Minimum. Hmm. Yeah, but um, neat. 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 Definitely. Neat. Neat. Definitely. So that brings us to the end of season two. Yeah. Next time we're gonna go and do our blind flight again yeah. with our whiskeys from this season. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of talk about some of the highs and lows of the season mm-hmm. and look at the future of season three. Season three. We're here, Season guys. Three. Did y'all think I would make it? No. <laughs> no, no, Some no, days no. I still question it, but I, I'm here. <laughs> H-E-R-E, baby. I am here. Yeah, uh, so for this week, bye. See you later. Go get some Andalusia. Or Andalusia. Maybe it's all been wrong. You know, fuck it. It's spelled... A-N-D-A-L-U-S-I-A. From Blanco, Texas. From Blanco, Texas. Texas. (laughs) Bye, guys. Toodles. Yeah, I, I don't hate this. Hey y'all, it's Diana. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. If you want to catch us for another dram, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat, please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also check us out at on the rocks pod, all underscored, on Instagram. Or if you have comments or concerns or even better, whiskey recommendations, please send them to mediaontherockspod at gmail.com.
Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. We look forward to seeing y'all again in two weeks for the next episode and another glass of whiskey. See you next time.